in honor of National Podcast Day, I'm going to ask you for a favor, okay? And I never really have asked for this explicitly, but apparently it really matters. So I need to lean on my support system here. If Friend Forward has helped you in any way, could you scroll down to the bottom and take 10 seconds to tap five stars, give us a review. You don't even have to type anything out or elaborate unless you feel so moved to share specifically how this podcast has helped you. But if you can give us some kind of review today to kind of help other women who need this content find us, then we'd be so grateful. By now, you've heard talk of the strong friend. The one who always seems to have it together, who has the right answers and knows how to show up and give you support. But who do you lean on when you are the strong friend? How do you find relief from the pressure of always having to be there for other people? In today's episode, we're going to walk through one, the reasons why we remain the strong friend, even though we feel overwhelmed by it. Two, things that we can do to relieve ourselves of the pressure of the role. And three, how we can show up for the other strong friends in our circles. Let's get into it. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. So I'm speaking to two different kinds of women today because you either are the strong friend and you're seeking advice on how to get some kind of relief from the pressures of that role, or you are not the strong friend, but you know of one in your circle and you're trying to figure out ways that you can be more supportive for her and that you can show up. So either way, depending on whatever side of the of the line you're on, hopefully the content in this episode will be somewhat helpful and a little bit illuminating for you and you'll have some tangible tips on how you can move forward today. So let's start with how do you identify the strong friend, quote unquote, in your group? There are a couple questions you can ask yourself. The first is, who's that person that you seem to always be able to call who has perspective and she has a way of encouraging you and she always knows what to say? You might also ask yourself, who's a woman in my group that I admire because she seems so tough and unwavering and solid and self-assured? She might be the, the woman in your group who, when you think about it, you don't know any of her current behind-the-scenes struggles. These are some of the questions that you can ask yourself to try to find who that person is. Another question too, honestly, is uh, a friend who whenever you do ask the question, you know, how are you or what's going on? Maybe she'll hint at something momentarily that's happening in her life, but she always finds a way to um, deflect or minimize the situation. So she'll say things like, but you know what, that's it's not even a big deal. Or, but um, back to you, I'm not going to talk about my stuff. She always finds a way to turn it back to you because, because she's almost uncomfortable elaborating on and diving deeply into her own problems. And for a lot of us, because she's so confident about moving on and not wanting to go there with herself, we don't push. We're just like, oh, okay. And then back to us. And so whoever, like, these are four questions for you to kind of think through to say like, oh, snap, I think I know exactly who that person is. I want you to keep her in mind as we go through the episode. Now, for those of you who are the strong friend and you're like, 
oh shoot, how do I know if I am that person? Well, kind of do the inverse of the questions we just asked. Do you find that everyone in your circle calls you for their pep talk when they need reassurance, when they need to be um, uplifted, they know to call you? Um, Do people joke that uh, you are tough. Like if you were in any given scenario, everybody knows that you're going to be the one who who stands up for everybody and who's like, girl, I got this. Like everybody kind of sees that as your role in the friend group. If you ever find yourself thinking, man, it would be nice if I had somebody to call, but I don't. Or if you find yourself getting a little resentful sometimes because after a phone call with a friend where she's vented and you reassured her, you kind of feel glad that you were able to help, but also uh, a yearning thinking to yourself, I wish I had the kind of support that I give to others. If that's you, then you might be the strong friend in your group. So to my fellow strong friends, and I say fellow, but I'm actually a former strong friend. And now I, I see that it can be detrimental uh, to kind of take that on. A couple, a couple things that are worth exploring because we have to understand why do we do it? Why do we step into that role? Why do we remain in that role? Why are some of us, if I'm being honest, proud to be the strong friend, even if it's at, if, even if it's at the cost of our um, own well-being Well, the first reason is because a lot of us are happy to have that label in any friend group. There's there's always labels, okay? Almost like a TV show. You've got the the really emotional friend. Um, you've got the strong friend, of course. You've got the um the comedian. You've got the type A friend. And so it almost is like we establish this friendship ecosystem, you know, very naturally. And everybody kind of steps into a role. And you might be a different kind of friend in different groups, but it's just kind of the ecosystem that develops for you all. And you might be proud of the fact that. You're the strong friend. And sometimes it does feel very complimentary uh, when people tell you like, man, I can always come to you. You always know what to say. And that is a, a, a something that feels very good. And so for some of us, we remain in this role because we get so much praise for being that person. Many of us remain the strong friend because we feel uncomfortable being anything but. We find ourselves being very proud of our self-sufficiency, meaning we can do things on our own and it makes us feel really good. And the idea of opening up or saying, hey, I need help with something or hey, I need support, I need a listening ear, we believe the lie that it detracts from the fact that we are strong. And let me say here, when I say the strong friend and you need to stop letting yourself be the strong friend, it doesn't mean don't be strong. Every single woman needs to find a way to be a strong woman. But if your role is I'm the strong friend, I endure and I take things on. But for some reason, I can't allow myself to to um, enjoy the same kind of support and encouragement. Well, then, yeah, that would be that would be a problem. Some of us believe that we don't want to burden our friends with our issues. And so we are operating under the assumption that we're doing something noble. Well, I don't want to burden her or I don't want to make this a big deal. There are other people who have problems that are so much bigger than mine. And because we kind of believe all that stuff, we keep our issues to ourselves. But I want to tell you this. Let's shift into this part. The problem with being the strong friend, and you probably know this from experience, so I'm not telling you anything new. You're not getting the support that you need which means you probably often find yourself thinking, man, it would be nice if people showed up for me. 
Another problem with being the strong friend is it's almost like this pressure to maintain it. So if this is my reputation, the role that I've created for myself in the group, then it's almost like I have to keep that up because that's who I am. And a lot of us are scared to see what's on the other side if we stopped being that person. Does it disrupt that ecosystem that we've kind of built because everybody has their role and their function to play? So it's almost like you have to keep it up because that's what people know you for. And also a, a problem with being the strong friend is whenever you do have struggles, you're, you're enduring them in silence. So I want to share three things with you to help get you out of it today. Okay, because I don't want you being a stoic. I don't want you being a martyr. I don't want you feeling like I have to endure this. You don't. Let me give you three things to kind of change your perspective for a second. The first is I need you to rethink how you see asking for help. Because if you're anything like I used to be, it feels uncomfortable saying like, hey, can you help me with this thing? Or girl, I'm really struggling with this behind the scenes because it feels like you are weak. It feels like you can't do things for yourself. And those things are not true. They're not mutually exclusive. I can ask for help and still be strong. I can ask for help and still be very independent and capable of doing things on my own. So I need you to rethink how you see asking for help. In fact, research tells us that the people who ask for help are more likely to get it. That shouldn't be like a mind-blowing uh, revelation. And it's like, oh, actually, logically, that makes sense. But it's true. So how are we going to complain? I'm saying we because I'm with you. How are we going to complain that, man, I just I never get support and nobody asked, you know, how my day was. Nobody asked how they can show up for me. Well, have you given them the opportunity to? How might they show up differently if they had all of the information? The second thing is this. Understand the power of help. What we don't realize is when you tell a friend like, dang, I'm really struggling or gosh, I kind of need support on this. We see it as a burden. Ironically, those opportunities actually bring you closer together. I've shared this on a podcast before, but I once had a friend who came to me because she was having this, this struggle at work with an employer, didn't know what to do. And it got to the point where there needed to be like some legal stuff filed. And I'm not a pro in that area by any means, but I was like, I can help you write up some documentation. She came over, we spent like two hours together combing through all the stuff that she needed to provide for, you know, litigation. And afterwards she was like, I could tell that she felt uncomfortable having to lean on me for so long. And so awkwardly she was like, all right, well, thank you so much. And you know what, you know, this weekend I'll, I'll bring over some wine and, and I'll order a pizza just to thank you. And it was just like, why? That felt good to me to be able to sit here with you and help you get past this thing, to help you figure this out, to help come and decrease your suffering a little bit brings me joy. Let me show up for you. And so instead of seeing help as something that hinders people, that robs them of joy, if they are your friends, telling somebody, I have a struggle, you just gave them an opportunity to show up for you and it feels good. And so I know that kind of sounds strange and a lot of us have to kind of like, we're like, oh God, hold on, I have to reverse my thinking. But it's absolutely true. Give them a chance to show up for you because it makes them feel good and it can and bring you all closer. And another thing I want you to think about is what opportunities do your friends have to be there for you? If you find yourself thinking, well, they should know. I shouldn't have to say it. We've spoken about this before. That's one of three false friendship expectations, believing that you should not have to communicate 
a need, a desire, a request, because as your friends, they should know. Your closeness, your level of closeness as friends is never going to get to a place where it transcends the need for communication. So if you've told yourself, well, I shouldn't have to bring it up. I shouldn't have to like spell it out for them. Sometimes, yes, you do, because we know that we'll simultaneously be complaining or disappointed that our friends aren't showing up for us, but we never give them the chance to. So remember we talked about that friendship ecosystem and everybody kind of falling naturally into like their role. Well, if your role has become the rescuer and my role has become, you know, the one who's seeking refuge, that's what we do. That's what you and I do. Have you ever given me the opportunity to step into the role, to show you I want to support you, to show you that I can support you well? Or is that an opportunity that you've taken away from me as your friend? I don't want you to rob yourself of the benefits of friendship just because you feel uncomfortable asking for help. So as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I have homework for both the strong friend and the non-strong friend who wants to be supportive of the strong friend. Okay, so for the strong friend, your homework is this. I want you to think today of something you actually could use some help with, whether that's perspective on a situation that you just can't seem to figure out, whether that's, um, you know, somebody to give you like physical company to come over and be there while you go through like an awkward situation, whether that's needing somebody to just freaking listen while you finally get out a bunch of stuff that you need to say or process or share and you just need to blow up in the safe comfort of a, of a familiar friend, Think about what that thing is that you're like, I actually could use some encouragement on this. And then I want you to identify somebody in your circle who has demonstrated that they're eager to support you. They've demonstrated that they're equipped to help with whatever this thing is. And I want you to go and seek her support on it. Most people, especially friends, perk up at that. Oh, here we go. I have an opportunity to show up. I want to meet this need. Okay, give her the chance. Also, it'll help you exercise the muscle of getting comfortable leaning into that new space. If you are not necessarily a strong friend, but you you identified one at the top of the podcast when we kind of described what the new friends like and you're like, oh my God, I have one of those, okay? If that's you, I want you to think of that friend and I want you to do this. The next time you ask her, how are you? Or the next time she goes into, you know, a situation that she's having and then she kind of swerves to the left to get out of it or minimizes it because she feels like she's talking too much or she's going too deep or she's detracting from the conversation. I want you to pause and I want you to press. Now, don't be super pushy, but I want you to almost take a coaching approach. We, we ask questions. We prompt for more information. So when you say, you know, uh, you know, how's it going? She's like, good girl. You know, these these kids are, you know, driving me crazy. Um, but I'm good. I really can't complain. I can't complain. Seriously. How are you? We've heard that before, right? You know who I'm talking about. I want you to stop and I want you to say, no, hold on. How are the kids like stressing you out? Like what's going on? Really? Whatever little glimmer she gives you, if she just opens that door a crack, I want you to freeze her. I want you to hold her there. And I want you to explore further because she's probably going to need you to prompt her uh, when she wants to share because she feels so uncomfortable being in that role. So pausing and saying, um, so she gives you a little insight, responding with something like, no, tell me like how, how are they being crazy? Or tell me what's, no, really, what's going on? Okay. Or if they say like, you know, I don't know, things with my parents are just ugh, stressing me out right now. But, um, but anyway, whatever, what, you know, that's nothing new. So back to you. No, it's no, how are they stressing out? What do you mean? 
okay? And if you have the friend who, you know, despite your attempts to prompt her to open up and she looks uncomfortable with you pushing because she's not ready yet, then simply offering a statement of comfort should be sufficient. So once you notice that she is kind of like um, becoming non-responsive or retreating back into herself because she's only used to being the strong friend and not sharing her, you know, need for support, then just simply offer something like, okay, well, you know, when you are ready to talk about that, like I'm eager to listen. So no matter what side of that issue you're on, the strong friend, the non-strong friend, I want you to take that homework and find a way to do that this week. And then I want you to come tell me about it because we love celebrating successes with you. You can come to us on Instagram at friendforward or send us an email so we can write you back directly at hello at betterfemalefriendships.com. And until then, you know that I'll be rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. (music) 